Okay, uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining tonight. Um, I'm just going to start. I don't want to get into it too much, but I have to say something about uh, just what happened today in the Capitol. Um, was horrifying. And uh, just, uh, t- I just was embarrassed and so upset and so horrified uh, by what I saw today. I was actually following the, uh, the debate on Capitol Hill which is interesting in its own event, in own, own way. Uh, the fact that Congress can disagree vehemently on certain things and have conversations about it as much as without being, I don't think you have to be political in one direction or the other. The fact that people can have, have a conversation about something in a very strong way and have very strong opinions is what makes our, this country uh, an amazing place to be. And very much in the spirit of, of, of our religion, to be honest, to be able to have spirited debate, to feel very, very strongly about one's personal opinions, um, and to do so in a respectful way. Uh, what happened afterwards was, was horrifying um, because it's the opposite of everything that we believe in as Jews. I think the opposite of everything we believe in as Americans. Um, and it's just, I just, I was horrified. I'm glad I finished preparing this year before it happened because I couldn't do much uh, most of the afternoon because um, I just found it so upsetting on so many levels. Um, I was happy to see it was it was heartwarming to see. It sounds funny to say the Senate continue their work this evening. I was glad to see lawmakers back in in the building, at the building that I visited with my children, and showed them as with pride uh, what a remarkable place the Capitol is. Um, something that we should be proud of as Americans and proud of even as as Jews, a place where where every person has a voice. Um, and I just think is is an incredible place, and to see the way it was treated today and the way. Uh, the lawmakers were treated, the police were treated, um, was, was horrifying. Um, and it's terribly sad and tragic that someone's life was lost um, as a result of these, you know, totally crazy actions. And uh, I hope the country can move forward from it. Um, but let's talk about our, our, our uh, topic at hand. Uh, the reason I said to take Birch HaSagoma is because I get challenged with Birch HaSagoma all the time. Um, people all the time ask the question, should I bench Gomel? This happened, that happened, this almost happened, this could have happened. Um, should I bench Gomel? Should I bench Gomel? Um, so I thought it'd be a, a really good opportunity to kind of go through the Sugya Birchasa Gomel, when it applies, when it doesn't apply. Um, and uh, and so, that, so let's let's do that. Uh, this, the story begins in source number one, which is the Gomar and Brachos and Daphne Dalamba base. Am Yehuda Marav. Arba Tzrichim Lahodos. There are four people who... Uh, who have to give uh, four people who um, have to thank Hashem. Happens to be uh, fine. Who are those people? Those people are Yorde Hayam, someone who goes, uh, traverses the Yam, the, the, the sea, Hochim Midbaro, someone who travels through the desert, Mishahaya Cholev and Yisrapes, someone who is sick and gets better, Umishahaya Chavosh Beis Asur and someone who is in jail and then gets better. So the Gemara that's going to go through each of these four examples and explain um, how I know. And the, and the, and the psukim that I will quote are all psukim from Tehillim Parakuf Zion, which is in source number two. I, it looks a little crazy on the source sheet. But basically what I did was I underlined for you every psukim that's quoted in the Gemara and how each, every, each and every one of them, after quoting these psukim, it ends with, which basically means we should praise Hashem and thank Him for the nisim that He does for us. And basically the Gemara goes through each and every example takes psukin from this parak of Tehillim, which then ends with Yodul Hashem Chasdo, 
that basically when I when you know I I'm I'm in, I'm, in the, I'm I'm on a boat and something difficult happens and I get saved etc. I'm traveling to the midbar and it just goes through over and over and over again all these different examples. And now each one of those, David uh, Melach tells us in Sefer Tehillim, Yodul Hashem Chasso, we should then respond with Hodat HaKadosh Baruch So it's based on this, this Gemara that we have the concept of, uh, of saying the concept of Birch um, HaSagoma when we are saved from dangerous situations. The Gemara in source number three is a continuation that same Gemara in South Daphne and Dala continues and asks, Ma'im Mavarich. So great, so a person should give Hodat HaKadosh Baruch in these moments, what should you say? I'm Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, Baruch Gomel Chasadim Tovim. You should say the Baruch of Gomel Chasadim Tovim, Hashem who does Chesed for us. That's not the Baruch that we say, right? So, by our notes, V'tarach lo diye kame asara. We're going to see the Rambam's and have a different gear, a different, uh, different language. Abaya Amar v'tzarich la odia kamei asar. And Abaya says you have to say it in front of ten people. That's the halacha we're going to see as we move along. You're supposed to say it in front of a minion with a minion. Dechsev yamuhu bekahal am, because the pasuk says in that parakelim you should say it bekahal am with a with a community, right? We know that a, a kahal in halacha is always ten. Marzucha Amar v'tari v'train minayah rabbanon. And Marzucha adds, not only do you need ten people, but two of them need to be talmidei chachamim. How do I know? Shenamar of Moshe of Zakanim Yahalaluhu. Because the Pasuk says around Zakanim you should praise Hashem. So there should be Zakanim around people who are Tamir uh, Chachamim when you give that praise to Hashem. So Mask of Lara Vashi, Vashi Taxin, Ve'ema Kula Rabbanans. Maybe they should all be Tamir Chachamim. Right? It should be with Moshe of Zakanim. Make the ten people. You have to have ten Zakanim there. So Miksiv, so Gemara answers Miksiv, Bikhal Zakanim. Did it say in the Group of Zakanim, Bekahal Am, Ksev, no, it just says you have to be Bekahal Am in general. Ve'ima be'asara shar ama, utreyabanan. So then, why can't I have 10 people and also Tirabanan? Kasha. You're right, it could be. Could be, you could just have, you could have 10, 10 people and two Zakanim, or maybe you need to have 10 people total and two of them are Zakanim. But the bottom line is, you say this bracha in front of 10 people. Fine. So, um, so the question becomes when the, when the Gemara says that you give this. You make this bracha when there are, you know, you were in one of these dangerous situations. Does that mean that you were in the situation and theoretically it was dangerous? Or does that mean you're in the situation and it really became dangerous? And this is a big discussion in the Rishonim and it becomes, again, part of the conversation. I've had, you know, someone said, once someone's asked me, you know, I was, uh, you know, a tree fell on my car. You know, do I say, I bench Gomel? So I, so I said, were you in the car? No, I was in my house, but I could have been in the car. So that's part of this question. You know, is it because of a danger that could have happened and you were saved from? Or is it something that really happened to you? And same question here. And these four examples, are these four examples of things that really happened or something dangerous happened in those experiences or just the fact that you were in that experience is enough? And we're going to see a discussion in the Rishonim about this. The Me'iri in source number four writes, Yeshim Omer, amurim el What's the case here? It's someone who is Someone is traveling and they actually find themselves in danger. Right? That they that they find themselves in the yam and, and there's a you know there's a there's a storm or something, something terrible happens. Or someone was really dangerously ill. That's a that's a tremendous miracle. It's like the person who's saved from jail. Presumably they assume that someone saved from jail was like a uh, was, you know, uh, you were there forever. Right? So the fact that this person is saved, that's a tremendous nace. Um, so in those scenarios, in those scenarios, you have to make a bracha. So some say that's specifically, again, in a situation where 
um, those specific things, you know, it was not just that I was in a, you know, happened to, to, to travel, but that I traveled and it, something, something really dangerous happened. Um, so some people say that. But if nothing happened, if nothing happened to you, you don't have to, you don't have to make the bracha. Um, I put the source sheet in the, in the, in the chat one more time if anybody needs it. Um, and same thing, if you're just traveling and nothing happens, so you're fine. And even though the simple explanation of the, of the psukim, again, those, all those psukim and sefer tehillim are all stories of dangerous things that happened. Any person who fell down, they got a little sick, they got a little bit, you know, they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna, gonna make the bracha. And, it's, and it doesn't have to be um, some type of terrible danger that happened. And he explains, someone ends up getting, you know, is, is in bed sick. They don't have to be uh, deathly ill. And again, that self is very dangerous. Anybody who you know, takes a trip, it can be dangerous. The Yushami writes, uh, in, in any traveling can be dangerous and any, and any sickness can, make, can, can be dangerous and therefore um, uh, same thing any person who gets on a boat is by definition is dangerous we're going to see if Moshe is going to say something similar uh, you know, uh, many hundreds of years later so these cases are these four examples are people who we don't care if there was actually a sakana or not, but the fact that you were again in the position and it was a dangerous scenario, so that itself brings upon the possibility of the danger occurring, and that's why you have to uh, you make the bracha. Because uh, the possibility of sakana is there, right? Again. Any of these situations are situations that can become dangerous very quickly. And because of that, you make the bracha for the fact that it didn't happen. And he closes, But so it says the Meiri, but let's be honest, what about things that aren't these four cases? So these four cases, says the Meiri, even if nothing happens, you, get, you, you take a cruise, right? Everyone knows Elon Gold. Ilan Gold is a comedian. It's a very funny comedian, from guy. So he uh, he always, he has a whole shtick. He talks about brichas agomel, and he says, you know, people always ask, what did you do? What, you know, what happened to you? And the guy says, you know, I was on a cruise. You know, like it's a joke. You get on a cruise and make brichas agomel. It's ridiculous, right? So it says Amiri, it's not ridiculous because anytime a person gets in the ocean, you know, it's 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 danger. It, it's the possibility of danger, and therefore you make a bracha at the end when you come back. Um. Fine. So the Miri is of the opinion that these four examples are examples of things that can be dangerous and danger is more prevalent in those scenarios than it is in other situations. And that's why you make a Birch when you return and nothing happens to you. But he adds on, if you're in some other scenario that is actually taka dangerous, your life wasn't dangerous and wasn't one of these four things, then you also make Birch So that's how the Miri Take, that's the approach to Meiri takes. The Rambam in source number five doesn't really explain one way or the other. He just brings the example, but he brings a different bracha. Uh, so the Rambam writes, All four cases. And he says, You have to say it, said this bracha in front of ten people, and two of them should be chachamim, etc. 
According to Gemara, Vekeitzad, Mode Vekeitzad, Mavarech, how should he say it? Omid Beneyem, he should stand in front of them, Mavarech, Borachata Hashem, Lokene Melachalam, Hagomelachayim Tavos, Shegmalani Kaltuf, right? This is the bracha that we know. This is the gears that we have, right? That, that uh, who, who brings, who does kindness for those who are Chayavim. Interesting language. Those who are otherwise, you know, undeserved, right? We are, or maybe we are deserved of not making it through these dangerous situations. That you did a chesed for me, even though I don't really deserve it, right? Hashem who did good for you should continue to do good for you. Fine. And the Beis Yosef commenting on this, on this uh, same bracha, commenting on the Rambam, writes in source number six at the way in, he says, what's, the, what's, the, what's this language? Right? Those of us who, you know, we don't always do the right thing. And nevertheless, we are, uh, you know, Hashem, Hashem does something nice for us. It's a sense of humility to be moded to Hashem, right? To be lehodos, to think, is also from the same word, to be modeh, to, to admit that we're in the hands of the Bala Shalom, that we maybe don't deserve all the good that he does for us. But the Rambam himself doesn't really, you can't really tell from the Rambam. Someone I say from this, Beis Yosef, he wants to say that those of us are chayavim, so it means that something dangerous happened. It's not clear that the Beis Yosef necessarily means that. Uh, but, but, um, but it's an interesting point in just terms of what the language of the, of the bracha means. Uh, there's a sefer called Yad HaMelech, written by Rabbi Elazar Landau, and, and he writes that the simple pshat in the psukim is that Bircha Sagoma only happens when something actually bad happened, right? That there was a danger. Um, he admits that he disagreed that he's disagreeing with many of the Rishonim, but he he believes that these that these brachas are only made when something actually happened. You take you take a, a you know a, a trip on a boat and everything's totally fine. The Yad Melech believes you should not make the Birchas Agoma. If you, uh, you, know, uh, you know, took a tour in the Sahara Desert and you came out and you were okay, so there's not, nothing dangerous happened. The fact that you were in the desert doesn't really matter. Um, and you don't have to, uh, to be the Birchas Agoma. Yeah? Can I have a question? Yeah, sure. So, so I, I have a lot of questions. I'm almost never down with a moment. And part of the issue is because it's hard for me to figure out when I'm really in danger, but it's also hard for me to figure out when am I out of danger. Right. Right? So, for example, this summer, many of you will know, I was in the hospital six times. Right. There's a bacterial infection. Right. Each time, was I really in danger? No, I wasn't really in danger because even though I had bacteria in my bloodstream, I went to the hospital and they fixed it. Right. So maybe it wasn't in the first place. Right. But on the other hand, it kept coming back. So I'm like, okay. What am I waiting for? Am I waiting for it to be totally recovered and be totally fine and then I'm going to do Gemel? Is I supposed to do Birchata Gemel every single time I just start from the hospital? And what about the fact that Birchata Gemel is supposed to be sent in front of 10 people and not everybody's comfortable being in a group of people right now, right? So that's another show. We're going to get to Rosh later about saying Birchata Gemel on Zoom. Is that appropriate or not? But you're right. It's a, it's one of the, this is, we're going we're to zero in on this question, which is how do, I, like, how do I navigate it? How do you figure out where you fall? Right, because we have to first see, first we have to see what the Yishonim say, what the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, in terms of when we actually say it or not. Um, but then, but yes, then we have to figure out how do you navigate uh, the particular experiences that a person has. And that's why, again, I think that's why I get the question so often, uh, because I think it's, it's murky. We don't really know, uh, you know, when, when, we should, when we're in danger, when we're out of danger, what's considered danger, how you define danger. That's what we're going to get to as we, uh, as we move along. It's a great point. It's a great point. If you look at the Bir Allah on source number seven, the Biyalacha is written by, by uh, the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim, when he wrote the, the Mishnah Brua, so he wrote the Mishnah Brua, his basic commentary on Shulchan Aruch, and then his longer kind of essays on different topics is right next to them 
uh, in the Bir Halacha. So the Chavetz Chaim writes in the Bir Halacha as follows: With Daod, the Pasha de Lekuliam, it's obvious, it's clear, it's according to everybody. Bein Bayam, Bein Bemidbar, Mevarchin, Afil Lo Kara Lo Shum Sakan. Right. So these four things, these these four categories are all the time. He says, seeming to to side with the Meiri. Right. This is only. It's, this is not dependent on whether something dangerous actually happened to you. The fact that you were in these quote, dangerous scenarios, right? Crossing the Yam, crossing the Midbar, being, being very sick and being uh, in, in jail, all of these things, by definition, can bring upon danger and that's why the person makes a bracha. There's nothing happened. He didn't get, he didn't get lost. He, didn't, he had plenty to drink, right? When the Pasuk in, in Tehillim was, they actually got lost. Same thing. Doesn't mean it happened to you. Right? The fact that it could happen is the, is the uh, uh, um, in these scenarios, that's the reason a person makes Birchas Agoma. So these four examples, uh, it seems to be clear. Right from from the Meiri, the Bir Alacha, who's already in the Mishnah already is much more uh, a final say in terms of these things. And like these comes to these four examples that these are general concepts, general constructs, scenarios that are considered dangerous in general. There's a lot of danger that's possible in those scenarios, and that's why a person makes um, makes a Bir Um But what's interesting is how do we train? You know, how does this translate into other examples? Right. When we saw the Meiri said was that other examples that are really dangerous, so then of course you make the bracha. So the question becomes, what about other scenarios that aren't so dangerous, nothing really happened, or they could have happened, etc. How does that work? So it's so interesting. If you look in source number eight, it's the Shud HaRavid HaShaini. And uh, the Ravid HaShaini writes, talks about the following example. We're going to see it come back later on in some of the Achronim. Misha Nafal Evan Al Rosho, Osha Nishtaka Eitz, a person who had a, a boulder fall on them, on their head. Or they got hit by a, by a piece of by a, a piece of wood, or barzal samach leino got hit in the eye, very close to his eye. Vinasa lones and a miracle happened. Vilonafal aharosh bimakom sakana, meaning he hit him in the head, but he hit him in the head in a place that it just gave him a bruise. But you know the doctor says if it would hit you in the wrong place, it could have been very dangerous, right? The gama barzal lebeino or the bar, the, the, the the piece of metal hit you in the eyebrow and not not in the eye, which could have been so much worse. He was walking down a, down a ladder and, you know, one of the rungs broke and he, and he stepped in the wrong place. And he fell. Right? And he fell down. But Baruch Hashem, you trip, you trip and you hit your wrist. But you didn't break your wrist. Right? All these types of scenarios. So this is a different, a different construct which is actually found in the same exact Gemara. The Gemara is in Brachos are all the, the, the uh, parak known as haroah, which is all talking about scenarios where a person, different types of brachas that people make. So one of them is, a person who had a, you comes to a place where a nace happened to them, or a nace happened to Kala Yisrael, that you say a bracha, baruch sha'asal in nace b'makom zet. It's a different bracha. Right? You go to a, a specific place and say, baruch Hashem, that certain thing happened to me. So, uh, so the, the Shida Ravid says, in these scenarios, Right? There are, uh, there are some say that in this situation, because something happened to you, but it wasn't so severe, it, but it could have been much worse, that's when you make this bracha, 
But others say, no, that's only true when it's really a nace, like, you know, the type of nace that we, uh, you know, always think about, a real, a, a real miracle, something that was uh, fortuitous, you could have gotten hurt and you didn't, so that's something different. But, but I think it's, it's interesting, because if you assume, uh, it, it, it could be, right, that, that and we'll, we'll see later, but th- that this bracha is really a bracha that's made when something happens in a particular place, so you make that bracha when you get to that place. One of the questions becomes, do you make, could you make both brachos? Could you say, you know, uh, for, that you were saved from that danger? And then also, when you go back to that place, make a bracha that you were saved, you know, that a nace happened to you in that spot. Uh, that might depend on how you view some of these issues. Um, but the Rivash, uh, again, w- was dealing with one of these questions as well, in source number nine. And the Rivash tells the following, the following Shala was sent to him. The Shala is as follows. Od Sha'alta. So he wanted to know the question. He wanted to know. Well, wait a second. I know you told me these four examples, and these four examples that people say berachas agomel. So are those four examples, but others would apply as well, or, um, or no? It's only these four things. And other times when a person is saved from a danger, you don't make birchas agoma. So he writes as follows, says the Rivash. And the Rivash is one of the Rishonim. He interestingly writes in the same type of like question and answer format, but he's one of the Rishonim. And the Rivash says as follows, Tshuva, Nira, Tzitzarech, Lavarech. He got to make a bracha in this situation. Sharei, Hoche, Midbaro, Tzitzarech, Lahodo, Zeu, Impenish, Sakonos, Iria, Veganve, Hamitsu, sorry, Arye, Veganve, Right? What's the reason why a person who is, you know, walks in the desert has to make a birchas agomel? Because if you're traveling in the desert, what's going to happen? There are, there are all kinds of crazy people who could, who, could, who could hurt you and animals and all kinds of things that could attack you. So if, a, so if a, you know, a lion shows up in the way and you're, you're in the White Mountains, right, in New Hampshire, and, a, and, a, and, a, and you come into contact with a black bear, right, it can happen. Uh, if anyone, anyone here ever, uh, you know, vacations in New Hampshire, you know, there, there are bears all over the place. So you can come in the contact. My brother one night, one time, we were in vac- on vacation, he, we, and he was walking around at night, my brother and brother and they saw a black bear, right? So like, it could really happen. Right? So what happens? A feel of ear, right? If you could be in the city. You don't have to be in, in the desert. Im ganav im right? Im shoda de'elayla, or let's say, you know, robbers show up at a person's house, chas v'chalila, v'nitzavem, they're safe from them, v'chayotze v'nisim elu, when we gave these examples, these are just examples, but certainly other types of real significant danger for sure you make the bracha. Right? They, they just gave these examples because these are what happens to most people. That's what they gave this example. Certainly a person whose life is really in danger, for sure they're going to make a bracha, even if it's not one of these four examples. Um, yeah. Uh, to go where it's, where it's bolded on, towards the bottom. And certainly once you're immediately saved, Right? For sure you make that bracha. But you're not putter from the other bracha also. He just by the way, if your if your life was in danger in a certain place, you gotta save a lion showed up, a, a bear showed up and you know tried to attack you and you'd be able to run away and you you were saved. So you make the birchasagoma when you get home, you go to shul, you make a birchasagoma. But when you go back to that other place, 
So you'd say, Baruch Shashlinez, but Makam Zay, you'd say that bracha also. You're going to say both. So the Shrivash says that, you know, the, both of these brachos can come into play. If a person actually has a, a nace happen to them, you make a birchas agomal too, even though it doesn't fall into one of these four categories. Um, and at the same time, when you return to that makom, you'd make the, make the other bracha, which is the bracha, sha'asli nace from makom zay. Fine. Um, but one of the, fine. So, that, so that's where we are. So it, seem, it seems like we're seeing that when it comes to these four examples, the four examples are, Clearly, whether or not, it seems to be the consensus is whether or not there's actual danger. You get on a, we're going to talk about airplanes in a second, but you, you, know, you, tra- you, you traverse the Yam or the desert, um, etc., and there's no actual danger that happens, you make the Birch HaSagoma. At the same time, it seems to be an understanding that when you're outside of those four examples, if the experience you had was really dangerous and your life was saved, so again, you would make the Birch HaSagoma even though it doesn't fall into one of these four categories. Um, what about in terms of being sick, though? I think the, the case of being sick is a little bit harder because the examples of being sick, right, was that you got sick and you got better. So does that mean that any person who ever has a cold and then feels better should, should make a birchas agomel? Seems a little bit, certainly not, not what we're used to seeing. So the Ramban in Tarasa Adam writes in source number 10 as follows, birchas What about a bracha for when you were sick? Right? It doesn't have to be that you were deathly ill. And it doesn't have to be, you know, something that is, Makasha Chalal means like, you know, a, a real internal, internal wound or internal sickness that's really, really dangerous. Any person, that they really, really weren't feeling well and then they got better, so they, they should, get, they should uh, make this bracha. Because the, the idea being generally when a person gets sick, so there's a certain uh, you know, din on a person, right? a certain judgment on a person when, they get, when, they're, when they're ill. So therefore the idea is that any person who gets sick, so they should go ahead and they should make uh, even if they're not so, so sick. That's the opinion of the Ramban. The Rush in Source number 11 says a little bit different. We, we, our practice in Germany and in, and in, and in, and in France, so he points out, you know, like you're just traveling city to city. You're not traveling in the desert or some really dangerous place. It's already in the time of the Rush, it's not so dangerous. Places that are really dangerous, right? Um, and it's Yerushalmi that said that every, every, every travel is dangerous. So that was at a time when they literally, you go from city to city, means you're, there's one city and there's another city and in between it was nothing. Right? We don't, basically don't have that it's, you know, where, where we live at this point. You, you very rarely you find such a thing. And one time when uh, me and Khan were out in, in Nevada, so we went to a place, I can't remember what it's called, um, but uh, literally you would go, you're in a, like in a town, with houses, a total suburban area, and then all of a sudden you step out and it's like total desert. So that's very unique, right? Sounds like Vegas. It's close to Vegas. Red, uh, Red Rock Canyon. Red Rock Canyon. You won't tell. Yeah, Red Rock Canyon. So Red Rock Canyon, that's what it's called, Red Rock Canyon. So that area is, uh, you walk out and like all of a sudden, like you literally, you go from total like suburban area people, kids riding bikes, and it's like, there's zero, there's nothing there. So that doesn't, we don't find that most of the time, right? You don't like, you travel from one place to the other, that you're in the middle of nowheresville in the middle. So that's just not, that's not normal for us, right? So this rush says, you just say that every person who travels has to make a real house, it's ridiculous, 
Right? That's not what we're talking about. By the way, take the opposite direction. Right? Someone lives in Eretz Yisrael, and they have to drive through dangerous areas to go from one place to the other. Sometimes they don't have to drive so far. Right? But, but certain roads are just dangerous roads. Okay, so you could argue maybe you should take the safer roads. But sometimes you can't. And that person who's going to, when they drive on certain roads, has to take their, their gun out of their, their back pocket and puts it on their dashboard right? And while they drive. So you could argue very easily that that person needs to make a birchas every single day. Uh, you know, if they get through that area, they need to make a birchas every single time. I don't think people don't have the minimum to do that. But there'll be people who do that. They'll... What? Ah, so tefillah zederach is the other side of the coin, actually. Right? You make a tefillah zederach, if you're going to find yourself in, going to go into such a d- danger, making a tefillah zederach. And those people, so very often some people do do that, and like to do that. That even if they're traveling not very far, but through a very dangerous area, they'll say tefillah zederach. But uh, it's just interesting. It all depends on your scenario, right? So, uh, so take a look at the Shulchan Aruch in source number 12. In source number 12, the, uh, the Shulchan Aruch says as follows. Ba'ashkenaz, uh, Vitzarfas, quoting from the Rush, right? When it comes to Germany and, uh, and France, we don't make the bracha when we go from one city to the other. You have to be going on a dangerous path, right? But in Spain, they have the minute to do so. Because uh, there, apparently, all the drachim are, are dangerous. You're going to drive in less than an 18-minute ride, so you don't have to, uh, to uh, sorry, 72-minute ride, a parsa, so you don't have to make the bracha for short, it's too short, too short a trip. If you're going through a place that's really dangerous, even if you're traveling for 10 minutes, you make a birchasagoma when you finish. Um, so that's in terms of like the, the dangerous areas you go to. Take a look in Sifches. Okay, says the Mechaber, This is the, 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 I don't know what Sephardim do, but for Sephardim, any sickness, you're going to make a bracha. Like we saw before. It doesn't have to be the most dangerous sickness. Because there's some type of judgment on that person. So if you look in the, towards the bottom, you find the Ramah. Our minna, some say you only make a bracha birchas agomah if you're really sick. Kegon makasha halal noagin ba'ashkenaz, and that is the minag in Germany, and that's really our minag. Our minag typically is that a person has to be very, very sick. It does again doesn't mean that the person, you know, was you know uh, you know touch and go chas but the person had a you know very serious infection in a hospital for a long time. They were really uh, you know um, some some people recently right who who. Who had COVID and it was really dangerous. Person on a ventilator, you know, person's really sick. Uh, person survives cancer. A person, you know, these types of things. Uh, their, their life is really threatened. So then they definitely make a berachas A person has the flu and feels yucky for, for a whole week, and they get better. They don't make a berachas Their life is not. They, they were they were never really in, in in real danger. But a person who had to be hospitalized because they were really uh, you know significantly ill. So then it becomes appropriate. For a person to make birchas agoma when they get when they get better, but every case every case a person should ask. It's always good good idea to ask because every situation is this, different. Sometimes a person goes to the hospital to get an IV. You know they weren't really sick, but they just needed to get you know they get they they got dehydrated and then an IV. There's all types of scenarios, so I wouldn't. There's no uh, you know you know a hard and fast rule, but it depends on scenario. Uh, not quite, but yeah, there's, there's already the 1500s, but yeah. Things like that, so 
Yeah, you step on a rusty nail, you could die, you get struck, you could die. Right. You could die. Right, but the point is, whatever it is in your generation, right, it depends on your situation, whatever that is. You're right. So in those days, if you got an infection, you're really, really sick. Today, you get an infection, you get antibiotics, and you're fine. So it depends, but some infections even today, right? It all depends on, on the, the science of the time. And it's a, and about a person figuring out and knowing how sick they really were. You know, you have to, you have to figure it out. And then you just you ask a Shiloh to find out, you know, how, is it enough that I really felt like I was really, really in danger? Um, and if so, then a person should go ahead and they should make a Birchaz Um and the, the, he then continues in Sif Tess and writes, Hani Arba Labdaf. God doesn't have to be these specific four. To who had even any person who had something miraculous happen to them, a wall fell on them. You know, a, a, a cattle, you know, stepped on him, trampled on him. A person was hit by a car or something, right? And they, and they were okay. You know, these types of things that really themselves are dangerous on their own and the person is saved. So that person should make a, a birchas agoma. Um, so, uh, so the, so, so the, the Shulchanach ends by saying, Some say only these four and otherwise you shouldn't use shame machos. And the Mishnah Brewer says it's not correct. The Mishnah Brewer says, that uh, if you look when in Lama Bay is there in source number thirteen, Kiswarishona, that no, that if you a person has something miraculous happen to them, they were really in danger and they get better, or they were in danger of getting hurt and they were saved, you know, uh, that they should definitely make a Birchasagoma. So for example, a person in, in a serious car accident, a person in a serious car accident and they're and they're okay, um, and they you know and they, and they, and they survive and they could have they could have really been really, really hurt. So then they do make a birchas I had that happen once when I was, I was many years ago. I was in a you know serious accident, and Baruch Hashem was like totally fine. But it could have been I had a head-on collision. Um, so that made a birchas because that was really dangerous. It really, really, really could have uh, could have gotten hurt. Um, so so Lamaisa, what do we do for Ashkenazim? Then we'll, we'll talk about just a couple other points. So for Ashkenazim, the basic rules is like this: um, a person goes through any of the four examples in the Gemara, past the ocean. You went through the, the, the desert, released from prison, recovered from an illness, you make birchas agomel. Uh, for the first three, even if there's no incident at all, you make birchas agomel. For the illness, we talk about really, really, a uh, person has to be really sick um, to make birchas agomel. And for travel, even if it's not through the ocean or the desert, if it's a really serious danger, so then again, you make the bracha as well. If you, if you had the possibility of really being in a really, you know, got in a really dangerous car accident or something like that, you're in a really dangerous place and you were okay, so then again, you'd make, uh, you know, birchas agoma. Um, so one of, the, one of the other questions that was asked is, you know, the halacha in Shulchan Aruch is that you have to have 10 people there when you say birchas agoma. And uh, the, the basic rule in Shulchan Aruch, in Shulchan Aruch 14, we won't see it inside for now, just because of time, is that you're supposed to say it right away. Um, and you're supposed to say it within three days, actually, of the incident. But if not, uh, you can really do it whenever you want. So, so Rav Shechter, uh, one of the questions that was asked to Rav Shechter during, you know, this entire time, this last number of months, was what about people who were very sick and they got better and they want to say, but there's no shuls. No one's going to shul, no one's gathering 10 people, right? So this is already, you know, in, in, in April, in May, for example, where there was no one going to Minyan at all. So if a person got better from, from COVID or from anything and they want to say, what can they do? Can they say, via Zoom? So if you take a look at Rosh this is one of Rosh Hashanah's uh, Piskei Alacha. So this score is, it has it in the English, and he writes, "Birchas Agomel is meant to be recited in the presence of a minion. It's best to recite this bracha within three days of recovering from a potential life-threatening situation, and it's improper to delay beyond thirty days. 
if it becomes clear that due to the danger, it will be impossible to be in the presence of a minion within 30 days, which was the scenario you know, a while ago, then one should recite the bracha over Zoom or phone conference with 10 men watching or listening. So how does that work? That's not, we've said, we've been talking about this before in terms of a minion. We, we wouldn't count it as a minion if one person, every person is in their own room and we get 10 people together on Zoom, that's not a minion. We dive in that way because we had no, because whatever, it's, it's nice. But in, ter- in terms of having quote, like a Zoom minion, it's got to be 10, pe- 10 men in one room and then you want to zoom in and answer, okay. But the 10 people have to be in one room to make a minion. So how does that work here? So Shachar writes, this is possible because the requirement for a minion is not the same as for Tefillah, but Seabor, Kriya Satom, it's different which are devarim shebekdusha, and require minion gathered in one place. In the case of Birchaz HaGomel, the purpose of the minion is to publicize the miracle. It's a Pirsu Nisa. And that's the reason why we do it with a minion. And this can be accomplished even if the 10 individuals are listening without being present in one room. It's not a devarim shebekdusha, it's not Kaddish that needs a minion. But the point of the minion is to, to be a fire in the nace that happened to you. So instead of Shechter, if you're stuck and you have no other option, you can do it on Zoom in a way that the 10 people the ten of the nine other people, you know, the ten people will hear that you make the bracha, that you'll bring the fires in the nays, the same on Zoom as you would if you were in person. So obviously, it's better to do it in person if you can, but if a person can't, so uh, then uh, that would that would be an option. Shiloh, we never would have thought about a number of months ago, right? Um, what about when people people fly? So it's always a big shiloh. After after you fly, should I make birchas sagoma? It's always a big shiloh because some people they're flying every every week in the old days, right? I mean, and Mirza Shem in the future too. People, you know, flying here, flying there. They fly for business all the time. But every time they, they, they get in an airplane, they should make uh, Birchas HaGomel. So, so uh, Moshe Feinstein writes that he thinks, yes, that every time a person flies, they uh, make Birchas HaGomel. Why? So he says, because going in an airplane is the same thing as going in a boat. Even if you don't want to go in an airplane over water. He writes, what's the difference? Right, we don't want to be... I don't want to be, you know, uh, doomsday here, right? But if a person gets, if an airplane stops working, he says, whether it's on a, in the air, or, you know, over, over land or over sea, is it, bad news. Either way. You're not like, oh yeah, Baruch Hashem, it's over water. Most of the time, it doesn't really make a difference, except for that guy, you know, that pilot with the, uh, the Hudson, right? The miracle on the Hudson. But typically, the, being over, over water maybe is even better, right? Than being over land. So, so Moshe writes, but what's the what's the kunz? What's the chap that getting in a, in a boat is dangerous? Why, why is that more dangerous than anything else? So Moshe says because when you go in a boat, if the boat isn't there, you fall in the water. Right? It's, the, the danger is right in front of you if the boat is not present. When you're in a car, it's not dangerous if you get out of the car. You just stand on the ground. But in a boat, it's by definition dangerous. And that's what he says. And that's why even a person takes a cruise and nothing happens makes birchasagoma. Why? Because you're by definition by being on a boat, you're in a different dangerous situation. It's a good shalat. Why am I allowed to do? Why am I allowed to do it in the first place? It's a different shalat. But the but the point is, he says by being in a boat, by definition, it's dangerous because you're 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 being held up by this boat. That if it would malfunction, if there'd be a hole in the boat, chas we know what happens. So he says that plane is the same exact thing, and therefore therefore Moshe writes that anytime you get in the plane, you make a birchasagoma afterwards. So. Many argue with Rav Moshe uh, and say not, not, that, not that simple. Uh, Rav Yaakov Reish, um, the Chalkis Yaakov, writes, a person should make a birchas agomel after a plane travel over an ocean. Why? Because in that situation, at least you're like, you know, you, you, you passed over the ocean, not in the ocean, but over the ocean. It falls into the, one of the four categories. And that's why even if it's not dangerous, you didn't encounter danger, but okay, but you're now falling into one of those four categories and therefore you can make birchas, birchas agomel. Um, Moshe Sternbach says 
Uh, same thing, if a person flies over the desert or flies over the ocean, so then you make the bracha, otherwise not. Uh, Rav Shechter always quotes from Rav Salavechek, who felt that, that no, that the uh, birchas agomel, you know, even flying over the ocean, didn't think it was appropriate. Rav Shechter tells people, they quote Eretz Yisrael, you don't make birchas agomel. He thinks if, you know, uh, it's not required. I think most people at this point, they, the, the, the typical meaning is you make birchas agomel if you fly, you know, transatlantic or, you know, transpacific. But if you're going to just fly from here to Florida, typically I don't think people make a birchas agomel. If you fly internationally, you fly from America to Europe or there to Israel. So I think many people have the minug um, to do that. Um, and the last, the last question I want to deal with is what about these situations of a close call? Right? I was almost in a car accident, but I wasn't. So great. So uh, the Chay Adam writes in source number 17, he says like this, Aval alav ganavi even o barzal what if a big giant boulder falls right next to you? Right? Even though it would have been dangerous if, the, if it would have fallen on you, but it didn't. So make the bracha of that bracha you don't make. He says, but you should make a bracha So the example I gave you before, right? You know, uh, a tree fell on my car. You know, I was, I was walking to the car and the tree fell on my car. It didn't fall on me. Nothing happened to you. Yeah, but it could have. I was, if I was about to go out, right? So the Chayadim seems to say, if it was, you know, if you were sitting in your house and you were sleeping, then maybe not. But if you were like, you know, you, uh, you know, were almost there. You're walking there, and it fell just next to you. So uh, he would say, you make birchas The the Sturmbach and Shuvah Hisevet Shuvah Sonagos says not so simple. So he quotes this Chayadim, and he says, I don't think so. Um, he says, "Amnam dati noter derak hani arbat zrichel nahodos who adin mechol davish enu matzoi benitzol roy levarich velachem benafal even samach lo shanitzol roy levarich." So he says, "He says that that's true by the case of the chayadam that you know the 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 boulder fell right next to you." Okay, fine. That was really that was really taka pretty dangerous. He says, "But what about the scenario where you're a near miss in a in a car accident?" Right. So the chayadam is writing in the late 1800s. The Rishturmbach is alive today. So he says, what about a case of these, you know, near-miss car accidents? So he says, You stop short and you don't get in an accident. This happens every day, he says. So if you actually got in an accident and you were okay. So, or you got hurt, but not so bad. So But he thinks if you, you know, uh, just, you, you had to swerve out of the way and he didn't get in an accident, so he wasn't as, uh, you know, as, as quick to say to make, to make Birchas HaGomel. The Sefer, Shus Kene Brosem, Mir Brandsdorfer, so he says, he thinks that this whole Girsa that the Chayadim is quoting is actually wrong. And that the Girsa, the, the Chayadim is quoting from, a, from a, a source, right, which said, a situation where the boulder fell right next to you. We saw that source earlier. Um, who was it? The Yan, uh, I think, who says. It was a case where the boulder fell on the person, but it didn't hit them in, the, in, a, in a bad spot. It hit them in the head, but not, not, you know, not da- in a dangerous place. So he thinks the whole, the whole conversation is a mistake. And that this conversation of you know, uh, near, near miss being Birchas he thinks the whole thing is wrong. Um, and that really, it, it's, it's a mistake in Girsa, and that really no one said that. And the whole conversation is really only bad if you get hit. But you, but you don't uh, you don't really get hurt. So that that becomes a you know uh, sort of a, a you know case by case scenario. You know these types of near misses. Yeah, hold on one second. Yeah, just give me one second. So for example, like uh, like these car accidents, a person gets in a fender bender. 
you know, and everyone's really fine and no one's going so fast. And, you know, these things that happen on Route 4 all the time. So, like, you know, uh, you know, not necessarily making Birch HaSagoma. A person gets in a real car, car accident and the car was totaled, etc. So it really was dangerous. Then, yes, they do make a Birch HaSagoma. And the same thing, you have to know what kind of near miss. You know, someone told me a situation recently where they blew out a tire and really could have, like, they had cars on both sides of them. So that, maybe that's really, you know, more dangerous. But, uh, you know, a situation where, you know, you have to stop short. So that's, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to be careful with this also because in the, in the end of the day, whenever time you're dealing with a bracha, you have the other side, which is a bracha l'vatala. Right? Making a bracha when it's not necessary could be a bracha l'vatala. So you have to be careful not to uh, overdo it. You know, I, think, I think it's very beautiful always. People ask this shala a lot. And I think it's because people feel this, you know, emotionally, they're in, in a difficult situation. They feel naturally they want to reach out to their bonus shalom, which I think is amazing. And I think it's appropriate. And I think it's, that, that's maybe, maybe one of the reasons why it's one of the, you know, I don't know what you call it, top 10 shadows that people ask is uh, Tefillah Sederech. I get a number of them. You know, I, I, many Tefillah Sederech, not Tefillah Sederech, Birch HaSagoma uh, shadows, you know, uh, uh, every year because people feel that sense. Something happens to me. It was scary. I'm okay. I want to thank you, Bama Shalom. So the truth is, by the way, it's important to remember that even if you don't fall into the category of Birch HaSagoma, you can still say thank you. Say modim with kavana. You can say mizmul soda. You could say uh, you know all kinds of tefilos. A person can say and say with kavana have equal power um, as to, as the birchas agomo. So if it's a situation where birchas agomo is warranted, it's got to ask a shadow to find out if you're really in one of those categories. If you are, then okay, then you make the bracha. Um, if you're not, then uh, if you're not, then doesn't mean we should. If you feel that sense of akar shatov to Hashem, so go with it. Right, find some other way. Uh, and that means any type of tefillah with your own words. A tefillah, there are many tefillahs a person can say to uh, give hoda takarash baruchu, which is appropriate whenever we feel that sense of hakara satov. So I think it's important to, you know, to, you got to know the din to know when it's appropriate, uh, but also to know that no matter whether it's that this bracha is appropriate or some other bracha, it's, uh, you know, we really find ourselves in a scenario where uh, the ability to thank the Rebbe that we're okay is really a good idea. Oh, one last thing that I didn't mention. So some people ask this, have asked the shadow, what happens if you had a coronavirus and you get better? Should you say B'yechaz HaGomel? So I think typically we assume it's the same thing as, as other, other, uh, other, holy, you know, other types of sickness. So some people get COVID and they're really, you know, they're okay. They, they don't feel well for a few days and they're fine. Uh, to think of B'yechaz HaGomel in that situation probably at this point is, is not, not appropriate, but a person... Is that a position a situation where they end up having to go to the hospital Khalila or something like that? They're really, really not well. Then yeah, then Rechazakoma would be appropriate. So it, it really again, like uh, like we said, these type of situations depend on the scenario, knowing just how sick somebody was. Um, but there could be scenario COVID is not necessarily unique in that way. Um, maybe earlier on we really didn't know what to do with it. I heard one of that someone said that earlier. One of the postcom said that maybe earlier on we really didn't know how to treat it. Um, now we're doing a little bit better with that. So a person who who uh, just is a little sick, but really gets better. So, uh, you know, wouldn't necessarily need to say a uh, birchat in that situation.